Hello, Mary. Hi, Jonathan. Well, I guess this is the first episode of our podcast. <laughs> episode of my life is better with you in it. Yes. It's, it's that's a question and a statement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a statement. So welcome. Welcome, whoever is listening. <laughs> We're happy you're here. We're happy you're here. Um, yeah, I feel like we've been kind of playing around in the field of this collaboration for some time. And I think it's a little challenging to introduce anything because it's like, where do we, where do we even begin? You know, but, um, I guess we're going to try. And I think. You and I are very aware that we really don't know what this is going to lead to, but I'm into it, you know? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think there's also kind of a vibe of, like, just documenting where we currently are at, you know? Mm -hmm. And the thoughts that are running through our minds. And, yeah, that's that's our podcast. So... Mm Yeah, I'm curious how you would introduce this podcast to people. Or what's coming up for you? Actually, let's do this. What's coming up for you when, you know, when you think about this title, My Life is Better with You in It? I think it's something that, off the bat, it's really interesting because we haven't met in real life. And so we're starting this before... (laughs) (laughs) you've ever been in my real life um and there's something that's really cool about that in a way and I don't Mm. think we've really brought that part up in previous iterations of us trying to (laughs) discuss what we're doing here and I think we just how did we I think it was over the course of all of our WhatsApp messages that there was mm. the sense that there's something that happens when we're interacting and uh, yeah, I don't hmm. I don't know. What do you what do you think? Well, it just makes me think about our composite chart, which we know I know we have another a whole episode um coming up about us talking about our composite chart, you know, how very narcissistic of us. (laughs) (laughs) Which, you know, if people are curious, we could just briefly say that we are a Cancer rising, Gemini moon, and Aquarius Aquarius sun. sun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting because to me, the title is so Cancer rising. And there's also something in your artwork for this podcast that feels extremely Cancer rising to me. Like there's kind of like the envelopingness of that artwork. Like there's something about that artwork that feels very welcoming and inviting. And it's like not exactly amorphous, but there's something kind of, yeah, fluid. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. And it is the motion that Jonathan has been making with their arms is very um, embracing. I don't know. How do you? Yeah. Really? Mm. Uh. <laughs> yeah exactly embracing I think there's something kind of well hopefully the conversations we have here is something that um 
something that we always come back to, Mary, over and over again is this idea of like, are we ever talking about the same thing? You know, <laughs> like truly, because we're humans, right? And we're mm-hmm. all like, we all come from different backgrounds. We all have different nature nurture, you know, and mm-hmm. we're all individuals, but we're also sharing a common experience. And I think what will probably become very clear throughout these conversations is just how we're nonlinear beings. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And that there's some space for misunderstanding. It doesn't even have to be misunderstanding, but it's just sort of, we're all meeting in a middle. Mm-hmm. And I think you and I meet in a middle that feels very, Hmm. there's something about giving the other person the benefit of the doubt or the, that that we have this understanding that language is limited. So Mm -hmm. I'm not expecting you to be necessarily clear all the time because I understand that Mm. that is present, that there's always this part of interacting that's not going to be like yeah 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 the word that's coming to me is like the idea of of concentric circles Mm. and how Mm. in all relationships friendships even like relationships with your enemies or the people that you dislike right there's always going to be areas where you are um meeting you know and where it's like a venn diagram type of situation Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and and i think you and i allow a lot of spaciousness in these interactions that it's not always there with people (laughs) in life and i think there's just like space for complexity space for holding things that maybe seem to be a binary or um Mm -hmm. Yeah, like contradictory in some way. And because you and I have both spent a lot of time examining that within ourselves, there's this acceptance that, yeah, there are like limitations of being human that are worth just sort of glossing over so we can like get to the more interesting shit, you know? And because I'm, I'm thinking about how for your podcast, one of the thoughts you had was future language and how we're always saying, and especially in living systems too, there's this sense of, ah, gosh, there's just not enough good words. We don't have enough descriptions for what we're experiencing. Mm -hmm. And that maybe some of that is just letting, letting that stuff float by. So you can sit, this is what it is. It's like, so you can sit with the energy of the person rather than judging the external of what the words are that somebody's saying. It's like, why don't you sit with the person? And I think you and I have always had that in our interactions is like really vibing with each other rather than like criticizing or or getting hung up on some of those more, those details. Yeah, that's such a, that's a powerful point, Mary. I think there's something about, whenever I think about like my favorite interactions with various friends that I, that I have in my life that I like, you know, hopefully they're my friend and I like them. Um, 
Well done, you know, sometimes that's not always the case, but okay, let's just assume, you know, with the friends that I do like, I, I think there's a sense of like being able to read between the lines, right? Like mm-hmm. even in moments of disagreement where like, oh yeah, you know, something that you brought up, maybe bring something up within me that I don't like, or like, let's mm-hmm. talk about this, mm-hmm. right? I want to be understood by you in this moment. There is still a sense of like, oh, but I know where you're coming from. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I know that you're coming from a good place and whatever this is, is just us, us kind of hashing things until we get to a point where we're like, okay, yeah, that was actually not a problem. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And there are the times when you and I will have some interactions, not that we really have like intense, like you're wrong. I hate you, but we'll probably not get yet. there. <laughs> not, entirely. not entirely. Maybe once we're in real life, the Mars will come out. Um, I'm going to bring a shank with me. Shank. Is that the word I'm thinking of? <laughs> I'll just carry a sharp crystal in my pocket if necessary. Um, <laughs> anyway, Yeah, I think that you and I can very quickly get to the point of saying, oh, I see that I was coming from a place of expecting this, or I Mm -hmm. interpreted what you were saying as that. And Mm -hmm. yeah, there's something that feels very easeful about examining, examining the energetics of our exchanges without being distracted by like well you said this so I'm just gonna like stick to the logic of Mm. what you said and fight that (laughs) like that's just so surfacey and we're not that's not how we roll maybe it's Mm. that we both were in that Pluto uh Scorpio and Pluto yeah Pluto and Scorpio Pluto and Scorpio yeah I have Scorpio and Pluto. Why not? Yeah. It's just whatever. It's all just there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think there's also, it's interesting that I remember like even from our very first interaction, like feeling like a kindred spirit type of thing, you know, but I think also like our path together is kind of forged by a lot of different like overlapping experiences that we have in various spaces and various online communities And yeah, I mean, I don't know if we mentioned this earlier, but like we haven't even really met in person, you know, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I think nowadays this boundary between like, to me, like in person is just like code for like, I don't know, more inconvenience. (laughs) (laughs) This is like, then I have to take the subway and it's like, all right. (laughs) Yeah. And that, I don't know. You spend a lot more money when you hang out with friends in real life. Totally true. Very true. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe we don't need to meet up in two weeks. No, we will meet up. But see, that's also an interesting thing to, br- to bring up here that as we're launching this project, um, we're about to meet up for the first time. So, I don't know. Maybe the dynamic will change after mm-hmm. we meet up. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I don't think I don't... so. I think maybe it's just more trust, actually, if anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if anything, it will be like, wow, this wasn't all an elaborate catfish of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of weird <laughs> the lengths that we would have to go to. 
<laughs> the other day we were talking, like we were exchanging voice memos and realizing that we were doing this exchange of like talking about our family history, the different family members we have, Their how bodies. tall they are, and then yeah, basically like how much hair they have. <laughs> And that, yeah, it's a funny, like, I don't know, it, it really brings me back to um, back in the early 2000s when I would be on AOL Instant Messenger and lie to people and say that I was older, but I only ever said I was like 14 when I was like 11, you know, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna totally pull it off. Like, I'm so much older in this chat room, but um, don't know why. I went on that, but yeah, that there's this, uh, I don't think it will change. I don't think it will change anything other than just mm, be different in a more concrete way. I guess we'll say there's a, there's a material thing about meeting people who you've only known online. Like the one friend that, that we have from, the first version of Magician's Table, which, okay, without getting into too much detail, let's just say that we met in a class, <laughs> we've taken some other classes, and now we're still in some classes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it'll come up later. That's actually the best way to describe it, man. So you don't need to know the details. No. This is class, not the class, time. class. Um, and you know, when I met that friend, it was just this like, wow, I never noticed the color of your eyes that mm-hmm. way on Zoom or like, oh, so you're that tall. I guess uh, that's what I expected. Yeah. And that uh, all it has done is make me really appreciate the physical experience of being with people and I mean, especially hugging people, but it's like not even in like a pandemic-y way, mm-hmm. pandemic-y, I don't know. Um, but like a, more of a sense of just like, wow, human bodies are so cool that we are animating these little thingies. And yeah. how special is that? Mm-hmm. Wow. <clears throat> That's profound. I just kind of want to like sit with that for a second. I think for me, the version of that that's coming up is it makes me think about how everything we're talking about here is like the quintessential 2022 experience because we've been on lockdown for a while. And I think for a lot of us, we kind of resist traveling. And so there's Mm -hmm. a sense of like, oh, now we're meeting all these friends that, you know, we have grown close to during the pandemic that we have never really met in person. And then perhaps also rekindling or noticing the death of other friendships that were very present when before Mm -hmm. this whole thing started. Because Mm -hmm. I mean, yesterday, just yesterday, I was meeting with a friend of mine that I used to hang out with all the time. And during the pandemic, um, she spent time abroad, you know, and um, work took her abroad. And then she stayed there for a long time because she couldn't move, you know, she couldn't travel a lot. So, then we saw each other a lot less during the pandemic. And there was this thing that starts to happen, Mary, where it's like, with my online friends, I'm really good about keeping in touch because this is literally how we meet. Yes. You know? And then with my real life friends, it's almost like, oh, let's just wait until next time we meet. And then it's like three months later. Yeah, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. There's just like new pathways, and I think this this larger question of like how do we navigate life now that we have all of these options with regards to how to connect with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that at first it felt like a consolation, mm. like oh, okay, well, so we can't do this, but we can try something else. But it's funny, even with offering readings for people. <clears throat> I never would have thought, oh, if I start doing astrology readings or energy readings, like my approach is to go for them being online exclusively. Mm -hmm. But then it occurred to me that it hadn't occurred to me. I (laughs) I was just like, wait, I have never done one in real life, but I've done a lot online. And it was just like a funny, like it, it didn't seem somehow less valuable because of it being online online and that that energy of interacting with somebody is still significant and valuable and meaningful Mm. and that there's not it's just different but it's also in a lot of ways doing stuff online is so much less uh like you were saying about the subway but it's also Like where I live, I'm on an island. And so to not have to like go off and then drive somewhere and then stress about getting back to the boat on time, it just takes the spontaneity out of things sometimes to like have all those logistics and that your nervous system, when you go somewhere, especially for readings or like, I think about this with people who do online therapy, it's like, I bet they're a lot more relaxed being in their home space than mm-hmm. going somewhere that's this sterile environment. Yeah. And that of course it would be a, in most ways a better experience for somebody mm. to feel safe to open up when they're already in a cozy spot, which I guess really brings us back to how this podcast is really um highlighting our cancerizing. Totally. It's like, how do you maximize comfort <laughs> in interactions <laughs> in general? Maximum comfort. <laughs> maximum comfort. Um, no, but I really love the point you're making. And I think there's something so kind of, yeah, like I, I haven't even really thought about that. But a couple things came to mind. The first one is that um, when I was traveling, so recently I broke out of my COVID bubble with my partner. We went to New Orleans and if anybody has been to New Orleans, there are lots of like readers, you know, there, there are just people doing tarot readings, psychic readings, right? Ancestral work, like just on the, the square. <laughs> it was like very strange, you know, because Did it's it very feel different. Like somewhat uh, homey in that way? Or were you like, what is this? Well, okay. So this is what's interesting, Mary. Like the vibe is really different with each like, table because different table had different readers and I was just kind of like walking around and like noticing right as like a person who is like generally I mean I wouldn't say I'm overly sensitive but like generally pretty sensitive like have intuition whatever just like scanning the vibe you know and it's like each um each table has a really different vibe and Mm then that I wonder too you know if we do do readings like in person how much of that will actually translate because I think probably the answer is a lot will translate because Mm -hmm. this illusion that like you're, I don't know, somewhere in the other part of the country, like somehow that you're less real because we're talking on Zoom is not true. 
yeah it's not true uh-huh uh-huh and then also um i have to say too this is really kind of um i don't know a little maybe embarrassing to admit but whatever what is embarrassing but i had this experience you know actually of i, I was reminded because i was recording a lesson for one of my courses um where so my partner and i were going to get ice cream you know just as like reward to ourselves on like a saturday afternoon and um he was getting really worked up about like a particular decision that has to be made and then i was getting i was finding myself getting really annoyed because like my human self is like like this decision is really not a big deal right just pick mm -hmm. just pick one like this is one of many different options we'll probably still live for a little bit longer so like there's just make a decision right just do something to be I don't clear care. the decision was not on the type of ice cream you were eating correct? no it was not on the type of ice cream it was something else related unrelated right and i think the reason why i brought up ice cream was because i wanted to just kind of get to the ice cream part i wanted to just enjoy this ice cream i don't want to think about this thing right yep and then as we were waiting for our ice cream i was like okay you know what I don't know why you're getting so annoyed by this and my human self can't take it. So I'm just going to tune in and I'm going to feel into like your energetic field and Aww. what you're really saying on like an energetic level. Mm. And so there I was, Mary, in front of this ice cream shop, right? Just like tuning in like a good old psychic that I am. <laughs> and I was like, damn, it really works. <laughs> and I was like, why am I surprised? You know, but it was so funny because it was like, I suddenly had access, right? Mm. Not not running it through my system, but I had access. I was able to witness his concerns about this mm -hmm. and his fears and his um like all the all the sticky stuff that he had to go through, right? Mm -hmm. And like you and I were in one class once when we were talking about spirit level communication and it was like mm. this is spirit level communication 101, you mm -hmm. know? But like I do this all the time with my online friends mm -hmm. but i don't do it with my non-online friends mm. why i don't know but you know it's it's interesting to think about like how yeah i don't even know at this point how this is related to my life is better with you in it well, but i think yeah maybe you can make the connection yeah i think okay so in that interaction with your partner it's that overemphasis of the material where you're mm -hmm. like all I can see is this outward image of what you're doing right now and all I want is fucking ice cream oh. and so yeah. it's like that's just an assault to like my energy right now like yeah. what you're doing is just harshing <laughs> this whole thing that is about to be a fun experience and so <clears throat> in a way, like when we keep stuff online, we're not distracted by so much of those other things yeah. because our nervous systems aren't, I mean, not to say that I haven't found myself like worked up in a class, especially because of some of the stuff, the, the material that you and I will engage with where you're like, oh, it's kind of meant to like get you to be unstable in a way and like think through, <laughs> think through <laughs> unstable in a helpful way, you know? Yeah, and totally. so it's like meant to get you to think through these things, but we're doing it in a way that is very safe mm -hmm. because again, we're in a space that's comfortable. And so when you're like out in the world in these interactions, we're not in this little like cocoon from the world 
we're just out there being assaulted ah. by all of the noise and the smells and the sound and right. like yeah and so maybe it's just that we're able to get a lot more clear like mm. there's like this fine tuning that can happen because you are the only thing like if I, if we were hanging out in real life i would probably like look at my phone every mm. once in a while or yeah. like, oh, sorry, I have to take this call mm. or mm. I don't know. I'm just like staring off in the distance. But when you and I are talking and we're on Zoom, it's like we're here hanging out and like you're the only person in the world. <laughs> but when it's your partner who you live with, it's a lot easier to be like, oh, my God, them again. Like you yeah. always have this thing that you're doing and it's in my space. Uh, Whereas like you and I haven't had to deal with that yet, but I'm totally. sure it will have to <laughs> And I will be like, wow, Jonathan, can you be less of the way that you are? (laughs) I mean, it's already somewhat happening in like other ways. It is. But yes, yes. Oh my God. I love that. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. And, And I think that's bringing me to this idea of like, maybe part of what we're talking about in this podcast is like, how do we bring these things that, you know, because you and I are kind of perennial students. Like, you know, even even as I'm facilitating a class now, like I still see myself as like a bit of an eternal student mm-hmm. and definitely an eternal student of life, you know. And the question is always like, how do we bring these things that we are learning from these incredible online spaces that we have created in the middle of the pandemic into... Uh, the 3D reality mm-hmm. without thinking that there's hierarchy between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Is that what we're doing in this podcast, Mary? Maybe it <laughs> is. Maybe we figured out finally in this discussion <laughs> because there is something about, yes, I will appreciate those in-person moments, mm. but it doesn't mean that I don't also really enjoy having this experience with you in this way because for me and maybe it's also like I don't know how you are with your real friends Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um I tend to be maybe it's my Scorpio seventh house but for me I prefer to feel like I'm interacting with this person and we're really listening to each other and like really present Mm -hmm. and all of the other stuff is getting in the way where you're like, oh, I'm at this party. And it's like, I don't want to talk about, I don't know things that people talk about. Like, yeah. not, I don't, whatever, you know, I feel you. like I want something juicier, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so maybe it's, it's clarifying in that we can just get right to it instead of being surfacey yeah i think that if anything the last couple years have really taught me that there are potential for having these really deep interactions with people that really nourish me on a deep level and that i don't have to engage with the interactions that i don't want to engage with you know the the ones that drain me i don't have to do that and this is this is where the edge is for me right now mary where i'm realizing that there are actually also boundaries in the online thing you and i have Mm -hmm. talked about this yes yes yes, you know we send voice memos all the time but it's like you know i sometimes i'm listening to your voice memo in my bedroom it's like literally Mm -hmm. bringing you into my bedroom like do i want to do that and it's like how do we then 
create practices, not to be puritanical about it, right? But uh-huh. how can we create practices and consciousness around, is this particular format going to support the kind of interaction we want to have? Mm-hmm. And what are our needs at this moment, right, in this interaction? Because let's just be real, each, you know, any and all interactions we have as humans is actually coming from like some sort of need one way or another, right? Mm-hmm. And how can we be honest with ourselves about those needs and communicate those needs in a way that's clear and does not leave room for people to then come in and, you know, disappoint us, right? And I'm putting air quotes here because sometimes what happens is we are not clear about what we're asking mm-hmm. people in mm-hmm. our interactions. And in the non-clarity, actually, we're opening ourselves up to re-traumatizing ourselves. Yeah. It's nobody else's fault, right? Yeah. Mm. And I think something that um, something that you said just reminded me the other day, you and I had this interaction about like, when you get back to your phone, you're like on a like to-do list of responses. And so it's like, <laughs> I Damn. need to be clear being like, I don't really need anything mm-hmm. from this. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, this is specifically the feedback that I'm looking for if you want to give it. But I think you and I have noticed like the pattern that we have when you and I have like a missed, like a miscommunication, it, it always happens when we're in a different timeline because also that you and I will send extremely long voice messages. So then like, (laughs) I'll send it at like six 30 in the morning when I'm like getting ready for work and you'll listen to it at like two in the morning when you're like doing whatever you do at two in the morning. I don't know. (laughs) And (laughs) I just imagine you perpetually listening to podcasts like all day, every day. Um, (laughs) That's not wrong. That's not wrong. (laughs) And you know, So, so it's like, there's the part for me that I'm like, okay, I've like made my coffee. I'm going to like settle in. And then you're just like, I'm cranking through. I like have a bunch of shit I need to get done. And so when you and I, it almost like never happens though, that like when you and I are in real time interacting, we don't have those. I mean, well, we don't, I feel like we can we can like backtrack sooner and be like, wait, no, this Mm -hmm. is what I mean. Or you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, but that's not how I heard it. And then we like very quickly can work through that, which this is hilarious because I don't think either of our partners (laughs) receive that kind of (laughs) kindness in the moment. But that's also because their physical form is just too distracting. Um, And I think that, you know, part of moving through this world as sensitive beings, which I think probably you and I can claim that for ourselves, right? Not as Mm -hmm. like pathologizing or anything, but just like like, owning it. Yeah, like owning that, right? Rather than Mm -hmm. like to me, it's it's interesting because we don't have to get fully into this, but there has been this conversation around like empath narcissist, like polarity, right? That happens often in online spaces. And I don't always subscribe to like the binary of that although I can definitely see how there is the polarity right and it can be perceived in different ways and it does bring up different things depending on your yeah what you're you're bringing into the space anyways I don't want to dwell on that point because I have another point that I think is more interesting which is that um 
I think as people who are empathic or people who are sensitive, people who are working through their own shit, um, we need to cultivate emotional intelligence. And part of emotional intelligence also has to do with deciding, you know, is this the appropriate channel for this kind of expression because as you and I have kind of discovered and I think you know this is something that's so beautiful because you and I come with a lot of trust and grace and spaciousness for each other and just like giving each other space to be the person that we are without having Mm -hmm. to merge right Mm -hmm. we've discovered that for example like some of these deeper conversations need to happen here face to face and I'm beginning to feel Mary that as we are going deeper in our collaboration sometimes I receive a voice memo from you and just getting this sense of like oh this is something deeper that perhaps we need to get into if we do get into it when we're face to face but I'm not going to respond to this because this Uh looks like this needs deeper tending and it's not that it's not me abandoning you but -hmm. just me being aware of like oh this is not the right space for that and similarly like sometimes maybe texting it is actually better because then mm-hmm. there's less miscommunication because it's actual words on the page. Even though it's funny because some people would say voice memo is the less miscommunication. But I think not necessarily with it's us, both and. but just, it's, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. both and. But I, I, <clears throat> oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're just so accommodating. This is great. Um, no, what you were saying was making me think that like, part of what what I perceive this podcast to be and what I perceive is really what our friendship is and then it's translating this into a podcast is that you and I have found our friendship to be a very good practice ground Mm. for other interactions with people where it's like okay what does this look like when I can trust that this person has um yeah, like a level of understanding of like where I'm coming from, where I don't feel like I need to explain myself so much or not even that. I don't know. I just feel like something has happened, whatever the fuck it is between us, (laughs) that like this is a good practice ground. And like, that's really what it is. There's something Mm -hmm. about like using this as um, research for like how to go about other things. whatever that's gonna be right I love that I really really love that and I think something that I'm thinking about with regards to this podcast too is like how this podcast to me is like a convergence of like all the other things that we're doing and all the Mm -hmm. other spaces that we're sharing and kind of just us hashing it out you know and and so going back to this like idea of non-linearity I think it's necessarily non-linear because what we're basically bringing and something that we are also you know so so funny thing maybe we'll just take uh, whatever if people are listening to this point they can take this let's take them to like a little bit of like a backstage you know bts like we actually created another version of this conversation that did not work and Mm -hmm. or didn't feel good to us and i think to me it's really fascinating how the idea of like format or like the idea of like template Mm-hmm. for various relationships and various conversations you know to me really point to this uh i don't know if it's a truth but it's like something that i've observed which is that relationships are often based in context mm-hmm. you know and it's important to figure out i think if you want to have some sort of deep collaboration or friendship to figure out what does make sense 
you know, what are, what are the common grounds here? Because, you know, as an example, like when we were trying to record this other, the other conversation, you know, the other version of this conversation we're having now. The alternate reality. The alternate reality, right. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so interesting. What if that was like the alternate reality to the beginning of the podcast? It would be a way shittier podcast, I think. It would be a way shittier podcast. Or Or like there's another alternate reality where we decided to launch that podcast and people are like wow this is like a very martian podcast today okay (laughs) okay okay interesting (laughs) i don't know maybe it's very entertaining to listen to actually yeah maybe if we listen to it in a few months we'll feel differently maybe we'll release that too we'll be like this is the beginning of the podcast and then we'll we'll release that as the ending of the season Oh, sorry. What were you going to say about like um, the other version? Yeah, like I think it's so interesting to me. Maybe this is just me being like, I am a Virgo rising. And so, and I have a big cap, giant Capricorn stellium in my fifth house. I'm always thinking about like in terms of creative projects, right? What are the containers that are, that are right for this group of people? Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I'm going in deeper into like facilitating different group experiences i'm realizing that it's actually much more challenging with bigger groups because there just necessarily has to be a more expansive container like we can't just make it any one way because different people have different capacity have different expectations have different things that they want to get out of this experience right and Mm -hmm. so you as the facilitator who's kind of in the middle and like organizing conducting this whole experiment needs to be aware of that needs to be aware that there are different people with different needs and to allow people to find to to meet their own needs while also prescribing kind of a general pathway right and it's Mm -hmm. not always met with a lot of grace which is okay you know but but I think it's it's that recognition that like, oh, different relationships have different templates that work for them. So like, for example, mm-hmm. in our in our case, what we did in that other podcast episode was we had these like talking points, right? Of like, oh, we need to cover X, Y, Z. And then we just started getting, feeling really like contractive. I don't know. I mean, yeah. What would you say, Mary? How would I you think add to? We got a little too Virgo. Um, <laughs> I think it was just like we just said, like, oh, okay, yeah, let's kind of talk about even, yeah, this the thing of what is our story together of how mm. we know each other. Mm. It's like if I tell that story, maybe it's that my Mercury and Capricorns just like get to the point, mm-hmm. and your Mercury and Pisces is just like, I don't know, let's just linger in some like spaces and we can float over there. And like, what about here? But we should give some background. And so like, not that that's bad, but I think we just were like both not on the same page <laughs> with how that, like what our story even was. Right. And that, you know, the difference with other <clears throat> other podcasts that you and I have recorded is that I just think there was like a better flow to trusting where things were going to go. And that yesterday we, Mm. we didn't, or yesterday, whenever that was last week, it just didn't feel like it felt like your, Oh, this is what mm, it felt to me like, okay, 
if Jonathan were explaining this, this is what Jonathan would say. If Mary was explaining it, this is what she would say. But we weren't meeting in the middle. <laughs> like we just were both like, this is what I would say. I don't know about you. And like, yeah. not that we were actually like yes. combative with each other, but mm-hmm. I think there was just this thing of like, eh, it just wasn't gelling in the yeah. ways that we normally do. And I yeah. think part of it was just like it felt a little like squeezed in because. Mm-hmm we needed to because that was the time we had and mm-hmm. you weren't feeling that great either yeah. so that's, it was just that's sort also of like another thing to consider <laughs> me. um i was great no and and then it's just like the thing of okay well this has been kind of weird but is it just me and like am i just in a weird mm. mood because it wasn't bad like i'm sure honestly if we re-listened to it we would just be like well that was odd but whatever yeah. and it wouldn't be like this was terrible like right. i don't think anyone would hear it and get that but you and i know the subtlety of mm-hmm. our interaction because yeah. it goes back to that energy 100% 100% and i think also that um that is just such a valuable reminder of like how to me the best conversations are like ones where we're meeting the moment rather than trying to fulfill an agenda yes yeah. And I think that's what we're trying to to learn, at least in the Jonathan and Mary microcosm here of like, how do we meet the moment, right? Uh-huh. And something we're yes. learning actually, you know, prior to, or actually even just in the making of this episode is that the way we like to do it is we like to start with a very simple prompt. Like we want to start with a question or even like when you came on to Healing the Spirit, right? We had a, a theme and we were like, oh, this is what we want to talk about. And then we let ourselves play within that space. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what I think makes, I don't know, that's what I enjoy the most about our interaction. Yeah. Like it's not that we're trying to be like, oh, here's a lecture, like point A, point B, yeah. point C. Yeah. You know? And I think there's there's something where you and I, in our own ways, do appreciate a thoroughness. And like, <sighs> in it, like a, totally. I really do want to do a good job. Yeah, And so that there, it doesn't mean that I didn't do a good job because I didn't go into all of the details or I didn't hit all of the points because mm-hmm. the thing that I'm learning with a podcast is that <laughs> like nobody is going to think this is all that I know about anything or nobody's yeah. going to think that this is all I am as a person mm-hmm. or this is all we are as a friend, like as a, yeah. in a friendship, totally. you know, like this is just an inventory of the present moment to use mm-hmm. a phrase from Britain. And, yeah. and, and it's like to go back to improv, which is another thing that came up in the conversation the other day that I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm glad that came up as mm-hmm. um, part of our discussion, but being like you and I having this feels like a safe, I don't want to say safe, like a, it is cozy though. Like there's a, yeah, cozy, a cozy that this is, like being in the moment mm-hmm. and being present with each other and showing up to how we feel on a day mm-hmm. and just trusting that that's enough and that it doesn't have to be anything more than like that like that's the goal like to me that's the goal that i'm just showing up authentically in the moment and trusting that that's exactly right i love that yeah absolutely yeah. And I think that that practice and that art of being, you know, meeting yourself in that moment without feeling like you have to censor yourself is, mm-hmm. 
I don't know. That's that's where the gold is. You know, that's the million dollar question. Although that's a very capitalist <laughs> <laughs> million. I want billions, bitch. <laughs> that's like the billions of sands in the ocean <laughs> question, which is no longer a capitalist question. Uh, <sighs> I feel like this was good. This yeah. was really fun. I, I had a lot of fun. I hope people are getting it, but whatever. If you're not getting it, then listen to the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not getting it, just, just keep listening. Keep at it. Keep at it. It's like, you know, I'm sure you've had this experience of like watching a TV show and being like, what the heck is that? Like, I remember Severance, which we yes. talked about, which yes. is such a fabulous TV show. If you have not seen it, it's so great. Yes. But like, I remember the first couple episodes being like, I am really not sure if I want to watch this. Yes. I don't know Just, what is happening here. This is so jarring. Uh-huh. And it's stark and it's an office, which, ew. <laughs> and... <laughs> But then the intrigue comes the and intrigue. Just you're hooked in. Totally. Totally. Yeah, yeah. That was a good show. So good. So watch Severance or listen to our next episode. Whatever you feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe, rate, and review. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Only only review if you have five stars for us. If you don't have five stars for us, we don't kindly fuck off. <laughs> Jonathan! I love it. Don't mess with our ratings. (laughs) It's kind of like, you know, when you're going to some sort of like ancestor thing and you're like, I'm only calling in the ancestors. We are only calling in the reviews that are giving us five on five. Only that. Only that. Oh, may it be so. Lord, have your way. (laughs) Jesus, take the wheel. Uh, I feel pretty good. How do you feel? I feel really good. Thank you, Mary. Thank you for doing this with me. Yes, thank you. I'm so excited for this podcast. I guess the next episode will probably be our conversation with Leah, no? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's good because that gives context for all of that. So that's why we don't have to explain living systems because that's coming. That's coming. That's coming. And it's also, you know, living systems application is apparently going to be open for November. So this is a plug. Are you going to do it? I don't know. I'm definitely going to do the um, research thing with Leah, but I don't know. Maybe I'll, I, I'm, I'm like on it. I'm like first in line. I'm like, no, I am. Used to be, I will oh, yes, physically yes, okay. elbow you. I'm second in line. I'm second okay, in line. And I'm like, Leah, allow me to be your free, free labor. Use me. Use me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, definitely. Okay, so if you're curious about what that is, you'll just have to wait. There's going to be the next episode. We're going to be uh, sharing with you our conversation with one of our teachers, Leah Garza. Fellow double Taurus like me. Fellow double Taurus. I love it. We should have Britain here too. Yes, for sure. Oh, that would be great. Let's do that. Yes. I was thinking. I mean, not that I wasn't thinking. Yeah, not that I wasn't thinking it would happen, but I was just sort of like, yeah, that feels like a good introduction to both. Yeah. 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 Love it. Love, Love it. it. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.